You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. A pinnacle of engineering. Kia EV6 GT. The most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day. Welcome to the summer edition of Sports Day SA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. You'll hear Sports Day every weeknight from 6pm with me, Paul Bonds. Alongside me tonight is uh, former Geelong Swans and now Eagle is Dan Menzel. He's back. Men's welcome. Bonds, it's great to be back on the airways with you on a Tuesday afternoon. It is a massive night for Adelaide people and Adelaide Strikers fans tonight. It is a big game. We'll talk about that later in the show. We'll have an Australian Open update. update. Uh, the Joker exercised his demons last night. He was Ooh, clinical. Yes. yes, he did. Absolutely. And I, I'm looking forward to talking about that because there were some uh, interesting points from both players after the game that we'll delve into. True or false, uh, we always like that segment. We'll have a bit of fun with that. Uh, you're going to have a look at the NFL uh, because you're a big NFL man and I, I love watching it as well. So we'll talk about the results from the weekend and who's looking good and who's looking not so good. Just quietly picked all four winners on the weekend too, Bonds. Yeah, you might have too. With, uh, with uh, a big upset in there too. And we are going to have a very special guest later in the show, Aaron Young, the McGarry medalist from the North Adelaide Footy Club. He'll join us and uh, you'll have a bit of a – chat about the North Adelaide Football Club and how they look for the season coming up. Yeah, we're going to ask him some questions. I'm looking forward to asking him a few tough questions about their one-point loss last year to the Red Legs, a really heartbreaking loss. So we'll get into that and then look at how they're going to fare in 2023. And you can have your say as well. You can text in on 0427154166 or give us a call, 1300736736. If you've got something to say about last night's tennis, Djokovic just being unbelievably good. If you've got an idea about the strikers, can they can they finish fourth? Can they knock off the Renegades and finish fourth? Uh, let us know. Text in 0427154166. And we're just babysitting this show for David Wildey and Malcolm Blight, who will be here just before the start of footy season. Let's get to our Australian Open update Thanks to Kia EV6 GT, a pinnacle of engineering and the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. If you missed it last night, Djokovic defeated our man Alex Dimonor in straight sets 6 2, 6 1, 6 2 in some of the most impressive tennis played on Rod Laver Arena, if not just this year, in previous years. He was outstanding. The Joker, wasn't he, Dan? He was as good as we've seen. And the thing is with the Joker, he was carrying that hamstring injury into the Dimitrov game and then against the Demon last night. Well, he showed last night that there is no issues whatsoever with that hamstring. He looked as clinical as he has been, and he was so dominant against the Demon. Gave him absolutely no chance. 6-2, 6-1, That is, in a uh, tennis match, that's a normal first-round result. Not 
uh, I guess, the fourth round where the Demon had been playing so well and uh, I don't think he's come up against much more of a formidable opponent than that last night. You could see Alex Divinoy just had no time. The, the power in the Joker's shots were just giving him no time to get the ball back. He was he just looked under pressure from the start. Um, never gave an inch, Djokovic. Elite. He was elite, and uh, he got asked about it after his uh, after the game, and uh, they spoke with both the Demon. We might hear from the Demon first, and then we'll chat about Djokovic. If anything, uh, just a little bit disappointed. Um, you know, I didn't give much, you know, for for the crowd to cheer on. You know, I think came up against a very good opponent with a very high level today, but. Yeah, there's uh, lots of things to improve for me um, if I want to take the next step. Have you played a better player than the one, the version you got tonight, Novak? I don't think I have, if I'm completely honest. Uh, I think uh, what I experienced today was uh, probably uh, Novak very close to his best, I would say. And um, to me, if that's the level, I think he's... You know, definitely the guy that's going to take the title. Alex Dimonor there. Oh, Bonds, how flat was he after the match? He was very flat. I, I, you could hear how disappointing he was, and it might take him a little while to recover from this because it was an absolute thumping. Yeah, it was. It was uh, a clear domination, and that's what he said after the game. Now, they asked Novak Djokovic, uh, Jim Kira asked Novak Djokovic about uh, did he have to win so comprehensively? And why? And Novak replied with, because I wanted to. Now, there's been a little bit of talk about that. Now, people might not remember, but remember when uh, Novak was not here at last year's Australian Open? Yes. Because he wasn't double vaxxed. Yes. And what happened was Alex Dimonor come out at the time and said he always creates controversy, this guy. And he said that about Novak Djokovic. And uh, what happened was... Novak said he hasn't forgotten that. And last night he's come out and absolutely destroyed him and said, because I wanted to beat him. There was certainly something extra in that and in those comments, which he's held on to for 12 months. Isn't that, um, I am going to say petty, but it's not really petty, but it just shows that to be the number one player in the world, you've got to have that killer instinct. And that he's definitely got it. That is it to a T, killer instinct. It's that mindset that, uh, you know what, I'm, this is going to come back to you. I'm going to beat you and I'm going to make sure that I do everything to beat you. It is uh, it's blunt, but it is what you need if you're going to be the best in the world. And Novak is well and truly on his way to winning a 10th Australian Open. I think that's 39 games on Rod Laver Arena or at the Australian Open undefeated like in a row. <laughs> it's just crazy. It really is. And he walks past his sign every time he goes out there that's says he's won it nine times, that just would fill you with a little bit more confidence as well as the previous 39 matchups that you've been out there. Ben Shelton had a five-set win over JJ Wolf. What about this Ben Shelton? He has not travelled. He's an American. He has yep. not travelled outside the country until he came here to play the Australian Open. He looks good. He uh, he is in the quarterfinal and he's taken on a fellow American in Tommy Paul. Now, he is a surprise packer, and I think he will get over the top of Tommy Paul. It's uh, it's going to be interesting because whoever wins that game will more than likely play Novak in the semifinal. Yes. So uh, Novak takes on Andre Rublev tomorrow night. Uh, so Good luck, Andre. Good luck indeed to Andre. Uh, in the quarterfinal today, Bonds, uh, Karen Kachanov 
beat Sebastian Corda, who had been a great story of this tournament. The Americans have been great stories of this tournament. There is was three of them in the quarterfinals. It was a walkover. He won seven, six, six, three, and then three love in the third when Corda went off court. So he will catch an into the semifinal and will play the winner of Sitsipas and Leheka tonight. So yep. look, it, uh, it potentially will be a Sitsipas catching of in that side of the draw. And then uh, we'd expect to see Djokovic take on one of the Americans in the other side in the semifinal. And in the women's, uh, Sabalenka and Pliskova both through to the quarters with straight set wins uh, yesterday as well. And Rybakina won her quarterfinal today, today? against Ostapenko 6-2-6-4. Now she knocked off the number one seed, Iga Swiatek. So she's in the semifinals and probably looks as good as anyone in the women's side at the moment. All right. Uh, you're listening to the summer edition of Sports Day SA with Paul Bonzer, Dan Menzel. Sports Day SA. Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Time for the hot topic. Thanks to Repco Authorised Service Centre. You can rely on your local Repco Authorised Service Centre for expert car service. Book online at repcoservice.com. Let's talk strikers, Dan. They're about to play their last prelim game and a chance to make the finals they need to beat the Renegades. They do and they've had an early loss. They lost the toss. The Melbourne Renegades won the toss and have chosen to bowl first. So the strikers will be batting first. They'll be opening the batting with Matt Shaw and a man who needs runs if the strikers are going to make it into the finals and that is Travis Head. So short, head, carry, hose, de Home. It sounds like a nice five. We talked about this in the past yes. but they haven't been getting the results of late. You'd be pumped up, Trav. He he will he will just be wanting to make runs. If he gets a start, look out. Oh, I agree completely. And that, there's been people who have spoke about this. I've spoke with a couple of mates. Um, Travis and I are in the same uh, company, and yes. uh, a couple of guys who are in that with me who are a bit closer to him have said he's got to just take ten balls and get himself in rather than thinking he has to smack at the first three or four balls. And so I'm hoping that happens tonight. Uh, we'll carry some confidence into this game because we took on the Renegades. Uh, we took them on here at the Adelaide Oval yes. about a week and a half ago. Yeah, you called that game, Yeah, I did call you? the game and they won easy. They did. Uh, Matt Short uh, absolutely took Kane Richardson to the cleaners uh, and Adam Hose as well. So they'll have confidence against this bowling lineup. They certainly will. I Yeah, look, it, it's going to be tough. They haven't been great away from the Adelaide Oval, but tonight's the night. If they're going to turn their form around, it has to be tonight. They're about 0.2 of a run rate behind, so that probably equates to about 25 runs or so. I or think a little bit less even. Yeah, it might even be. So realistically, I think if we win tonight, we will jump above the Renegades. Uh, it would have to be under a couple of balls or a couple of runs for us not to jump on top of the Renegades, which will put us inside the five and pending other results. So it is a massive clash for both teams. Whichever team wins, more than likely will make the Big Bash finals in 2022, 2023. Uh, let us know. Do you think the Strikers can get over the top of the Renegades? Text in 0427 and let us know what you think. Will Travis Head make runs? Who do you want? I quite like it that we're batting first. Uh, okay. I'm glad the decision was taken away from us that because I just feel like there's no runs on the board. So Travis and Matt Shaw can come out, get themselves in, find their momentum, find their pace. Whereas if we're chasing 180, Travis comes out and is trying to go 
helter skelter from ball one and want to work. So I like that we're able to create the momentum, the pace in the game and be able to put the runs on the board and back in our bowlers to stop this Renegades lineup that do have Sean Marsh back at the top of the order. Yeah, just a quick little story I uh, read today. Um, LeBron James' son, Bronny James, has been approached by the NBL to play in the NBL next year as a uh, next star. What your thoughts? What could it happen? It it could happen. We, I mean, we saw LaMelo Ball come out here. It's yes. slightly different. Uh, but coming from a similar background and known uh, kids in the system, and we saw what um, exposure that created. Imagine if Bronny James was here in Australia in the NBL. It would be getting coverage worldwide. Absolutely. I hope they haven't done that media deal with the NBL because there'll be plenty of money coming in if that's uh, still to be done. What would they have to pay? Or would they need it? Like, obviously, LeBron's got a mountain of money. He doesn't need money anymore. So Bronny probably doesn't need money. But still, if you got money, you still want money, don't you? Oh, yeah, you do because <laughs> LeBron still takes $50 million a year when he doesn't have to because he's got <laughs> all the money right. in the world. But that's just what happens. So wouldn't that be one hell of a coup if we could get Bronny James over here? It would be awesome. Coming up on the show, true or false? And we're going to speak to a North Adelaide footballer and McGarry medalist Aaron Young on the summer edition of Sports ASA. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia. Welcome back to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Paul are with you alongside Daniel Menzel. Men's, uh, it's time for True or False, thanks to the Toolkit Depot, your one-stop shop to get back on the tools. New year means new gear at Toolkit Depot. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. Now, before we get to True or False, uh, we did get a text just in on 0427 154 Ross from McGill thinks the strikers are done. He didn't say it in that many words, but uh, I cleaned it up a little bit. The strikers are done and they will not make the finals. Well, off previous form, Ross is a pretty smart man. Uh, but you never know what can happen in a 2020 match. And we did play well the last time we played against the Renegades. I don't think the Renegades have the strongest lineup in the competition. So I think we are every chance tonight. I agree. And thanks for your text, Ross. Uh, okay, true or false? I'll go first. Um, Strikers will beat the Renegades and go into the BBL finals tonight. Well, true is the answer, but I guess the question is, will they sneak into the Big Bash finals and still need results to go their way? Yes, they do. Uh, Now, I think that they will. I think uh, what's going to happen is you've got the Hurricanes playing against the Brisbane Heat. If the Heat knock off the Hurricanes, don't have to worry about them. Uh, And if we jump above the Renegades, we're in. So that's one. And then Sydney Thunder takes on the... um, takes on the Melbourne Stars, and you never know with the Stars. So the only way we would miss is if the Thunder and the Hurricanes both win and win well. That is true. Uh, Bonds, one for you. We're going to go tennis. Stefanos Tsitsipas is the best chance to knock off Novak Djokovic in the Australian Open this year. I agree. I think he's the second best player in the tournament. And uh, if anyone's going to knock him off, it's Tsitsipas. Yeah, I, I can't disagree with that. 
All right. Australia, Dan, will not win a test match in India. True or false? Unfortunately, that's true. Uh, with the Indian lineup, they are they're in a really purple patch at the moment. I, I love their batting lineup. Shubman Gill made two hundred the other night. I know it's in a one dayer, but he's batting really well. They got Shreyas Iyer, KL Rahul, uh, Rohit. Hardik Panya and then Virat Kohli. It's a nice batting lineup, and Mohammad Siraj, Sami, they're, they're bowling really well at the moment, too. Bumrah, there's plenty of players there. It's hard to win as it is in India. They knocked us off when they came over here last time. I think we're going to struggle against Indian in the conditions. And I don't think we have a warm-up game over there too, Bonds. No, it's just makes... straight into it. They, they rarely play warm-up games anymore. I, I understand that. But at the same time, are we serious about knocking the Indians off? I would love to get a warm-up game in there and potentially have Steve Smith go over rather than play for the Sydney Sixers. But that's another another th- uh, question in itself. <laughs> Staying on cricket, though, yes. Mitch Swepson will be the first choice second spinner in India. Oh, this is a tough one. Um, I I think that's false. I think they're going to surprise and play Ashton Agar. Yeah, I think I think you're right, but I I don't. It sounds like you would rather Swepson playing uh, over over Agar. No, I th- I think I'm a Todd Murphy fan. Yeah, well, give the kid a crack, Todd Murphy. Straight up, they haven't seen him. It's a massive call, Todd Murphy. Do you know another one who's – and he's pretty flat about it, and fair enough too. Adam Zampa is another one who you would have expected to be in the squad. He's not there. Uh, there's probably – you could ask 100 people this and you'd get five different answers from Correct. 20 different people. It's it's a really interesting one, the backup spinner for Australia and India. True or false, Dan Menzel. Uh, Ross Lyon will take St Kilda into the finals in his first year back in the top job. That is false, Bonds. I haven't got to the Saints in my AFL analysis yet. That will come in a few weeks' time. Uh, every Thursday night we do the AFL analysis. But um, I just i am worried about St Kilda. They've, they've got King has got the injury that he has. You've got Hayes now with the foot as well. I'm not sure where their goals are going to come from. I think their mids are one paced. Uh, I think uh, Ross's game plan is not necessarily going to be the easiest to implement straight away. They've got some good assistant coaches there with Corey Enright, Lenny Hayes in the system, but uh, I think it's going to be a challenge for the Saints this year in 2023. Uh, Bonds, one more for you. Okay. How's this one for you? This is my favourite of the night. <laughs> Hutchie is ahead of his time by investing into the Wildcats with the potential of Bronny James coming to the NBL. Oh, so your suggestion that uh, Hutchie saw this down the track, he's already had a chat with LeBron. Yes. and uh, We know he's he well said, connected in America. I'm buying a club. I want your son to play for my club. In 2024. Yep. I, and oh, I love it. I can just I see love the it. media deals and everything going through the roof. We have seen Hutchie on the field at the Super Bowl before. I can't see that's how we could get onto the true. court. Yes. Yes. He's a smart man, Hutchie. And I think that's absolutely true. I love that. That's a that's a great true or false. I mean, you spent all night thinking that up. That was awesome. I can't. I she just thought of it then. And I was like, <laughs> how I, Last minute. Why not? Yeah. If, if that is true. And, and again, we, people and we would believe it is people who don't know what we're talking about. That is genius. Bronny James potentially uh, has been, well, he's been approached by the NBL to potentially play in the NBL next season. Now that would be incredible with the exposure that the Australian league would get, and you'd be able to recruit some players from that too. The media deals would go through the roof. Uh, the NBL would be absolutely laughing. Oh, there, there would be yeah, there would be extra extra funds coming back into the NBL. Yes, it would cost them a fair bit to get Bronny here. 
and play for the Perth Wildcats. It would. It would, but um, it'd be well worth it. We, we do have another story on the NBL while we're on it, uh, Bonds, at the moment too. Not as, uh, not as exciting, unfortunately. No, we can quickly touch on it. Uh, Harry Froling's recovering from brain surgery. We wish Harry all the best. He did play for the 36ers. Um, but he was uh, knocked out in a one-punch incident. Really bad. Um, on Sunday in Wollongong. Flew home to Brisbane and then had brain surgery after that. There's a few more things in that story. but There uh, definitely is a few more things in that story, but it yeah. should never happen. It unfortunately happens no. way too much. And Harry has been playing regularly for Brisbane. Correct. If you are listening to SENSA, you're off to the BBL. Strikers play the Renegades. If you're on Cruise 1323, stay with us because we are going to speak to McGarry Medalist from the North Adelaide Football Club, Aaron Young. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sport. You're listening to the summer edition of Sports ASA on Cruise 1323 with Paul Bonza and Dan Menzel. Uh, Men's, uh, we're just babysitting the show for uh, Wilds and Blighty, who'll be back in the winter. But we've got lots and lots to come up on the show as well. Aaron Young from the North Adelaide Footy Club will be with us very, very shortly. And you're going to talk about the Roosters and their chances again this season after losing the grand final by a point. Yeah, and that's they still look very good. They, they've added a couple of names which we'll touch on and they haven't lost much. So I think the Roosters are going to be as hard to beat as any team this year in 2023. If you've got a question for Aaron Young, text in on 0427 one double six, but it's time to turn our focus to the NFL. And you can stream every NFL game live this season on NFL Game Pass. Visit NFLGamePass.com. Sports Day SA. On Cruise 1323 and 1629 SENSA. So, Dan, four big games uh, over the weekend. And let's look at the first game. The Chiefs playing the Jaguars. The Chiefs get the job done 27-20. Yeah, they did. The Kansas City Chiefs at home against Jacksonville, who had a really good win. They had that comeback win against the Chargers the week before. They were heavily favoured, the Kansas City Chiefs, and all was looking really good in the game, looking comfortable until Patrick Mahomes injured his ankle. And it meant that Chad Henney had to come in in the second quarter. There's some concerns there. Mahomes came back into the game heavily strapped on his ankle and was able to lead the Chiefs to that 27 to 20 win over the Jags. Now, it's an important win. There's some questions about next week in terms of what will happen and we'll get into that game. But for mine, the Chiefs, they just had to get the job done here and were probably looking a little bit ahead to this game because the championship round last year is where they fell at this hurdle, upcoming hurdle against the team they're going to play against too, but a good win by the Chiefs. Were you surprised Mahomes came back into the game? He was limping noticeably and had about 18 rolls of tape on his ankle. Yeah, it was an interesting decision. I wasn't surprised because... It's do or die. It's at the end of the day, if they had have got knocked off and he didn't come out, he would have had an issue with it. He was definitely putting his hand up to come back into the game. They also thought and they said that they could inject it. They didn't inject it because they were worried about the repercussions moving forward. So he said, look, I'm good enough to get by. And you could see when he made a few of his throws and passes, he didn't put pressure through that leg. And and many left a few of them short, which was obvious because when you're trying to throw the ball as a quarterback, you need to put all of – 
your strength and all of your balance through your legs, and he was definitely hobbling on that ankle, and it showed throughout. But they were still good enough. Their defense was pretty good, yeah. and they were still good enough to knock off Jacksonville, as they should have as well at home. It's really hard to play the Chiefs at Arrowhead, and they did the job against the Jaguars. The second game, your Eagles beat the New York Giants 38-7. to I don't know why people are surprised at this result or even potentially surprised at how much of a blowout it was. The Giants and the Eagles, the Giants going into this season, there was a lot of people that said they have one of the worst rosters in the league. Now, I said this after the playoffs. Brian Dable, the job he did for the New York Giants this year was absolutely outstanding to get them into a position to make the playoffs. Three teams out of the NFC East came through and made the playoffs in the Cowboys, in the Eagles, and the Giants. Now, they all play against each other twice a year, so it shows how good a job those teams did, and in particular the Giants on making it with that list. They came into Philadelphia, had the week off, another week for Jalen Hurts to rest up, get himself right. This game was over from the first kickoff. They were so dominant, the Eagles, and – I'm a little bit more confident going into this week's matchup for my Philadelphia Eagles. After such a good win, they were able to rest some players late. Lane Johnson, one of their most important players, Jalen Hurts as well. Uh, a good year for the Giants. Um, yes. Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley had a comeback, a really good comeback year. So they're, they're building the Giants, but they were never expected to win this game and they were never in this game. The Cincinnati Bengals went to Buffalo in the snow and defeated the Bills 27-10. In the snow indeed, Bonds is Absolutely correct. It was uh, it was coming down. It was very difficult conditions. They were wearing white as well, the Bengals. Uh, well planned <laughs> by their staff there, their training staff, to get in that kit. Uh, now, this was the upset of the weekend. Uh, a lot of people were high on the Bills, thought they would win the Super Bowl at the start of the year. Coming into the playoffs, there were a few concerns, and I was concerned about how they are playing, and in particular, their MVP-style quarterback in Josh Allen. He just hasn't looked the same player in the last six to eight games of the season. They haven't got as many weapons as other teams. And I picked the Bengals to win this one. I think they are so well balanced across their offense and their defense and their special teams. And they were dominant against the Buffalo Bills. 10 to 27 is a route. And to do that away from home, Joe Burrow. How good was he, Joe Burrow's? He is – there's been a bit of talk. He is Brady-like. Now, he hasn't done anywhere near when it comes to accomplishments. But in terms of taking his team and putting them on his back and going, I'll lead you through this, no worries. The calm and composure from the player, that's what I'm talking about when I say Brady-like. And uh, they're they're exciting. They made the Super Bowl last year a little bit premature ahead of their time, but they look good, the Cincinnati Bengals. Last game of the weekend was the 49ers play the Cowboys and the Niners got the win 19 to 12. They did. The the 49ers, I said last week, were probably the favorites to win the whole thing. They have been ultra impressive. They won 10 games on the trot now, the 49ers. They look so good. However, the Cowboys took it to them on the weekend and had every chance to win this game away from home. Their clock management was horrible. And not just that, Dak Prescott, who I'm not a big fan of, uh, he – had another really poor game in another really big game. There's a lot of talk about Dak being one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Plain and simple, he is not. He's not in the top five, and he's probably he's not even close to the top ten. And he, he speaks sh- highly of you, though. He does, but uh, <laughs> he showed it on the weekend. Good one, Bonds. Uh, he showed it on the weekend that he just can't get it done in the big games. And I know that San Francisco has the best defense in the league, and so good luck to Jalen Hurts and my Eagles this week. But 
Uh, they needed more from Dak. They needed more from their quarterback because the Cowboys have up there with the best defense in the league. If the 49ers have the best, the Cowboys have the second best, and they showed it on the weekend again. They only gave up 19 points to the 49ers, and unfortunately for Cowboys fans, and there's a lot of them around the world, Bonds, they are very flat after the result on the weekend. They certainly are. Let's have a look at uh, the coming AFC and NFC Championship. First, the NFC, the Eagles playing the 49ers Monday, 6.30 Adelaide time. Yeah, look, Bonds, I got asked to do some coaching this Monday morning and I Happy. said, look, <laughs> I uh, I am busy this week on Monday, 6.30 in the morning. My Philadelphia Eagles take on the San Francisco 49ers. It is in Philadelphia. This is going to be an incredible matchup. The 49ers, like I've said, have the best defense in the competition. The Eagles aren't far off it, but they've got a really potent offense. So, for mine, the game will be won between the Philadelphia Eagles and Jalen Hurts offense against the San Francisco defense. I think they're going to rush Jalen Hurts really well. That's what they do, San Francisco. So it's whether the offensive line for Philadelphia can hold up against the 49ers and whether A.J. Brown and their wide receivers can make some big plays. That's what they need on the weekend. This is a line ball for mine. I'm gonna. I'm not going to go with my heart, Bonds. I'm going to go with my head and say that the 49ers knock off the Eagles. Oh, really? I'm, I hope I'm wrong. Wow. Even though even Brock Pur- Brock Purdy playing the biggest game of his career, he's never lost a game in his life. Brock Purdy in the NFL, it's uh, you know what it's is amazing, what's isn't it? interesting is Brock Purdy played against Jalen Hurts in college football in a massive game as well about five years ago. So it's a rematch of that. All right, the other game, uh, the Chiefs playing the Bengals. That's about ten a.m. on Monday. I'll still be sitting on the couch uh, this time as well, Bonds. I'll be tuning in for these two, the Chiefs and the Bengals at Arrowhead. Now people might might remember. Only a year ago, the Chiefs played the Bengals in this same AFC Championship game, and the Bengals pulled off one of the biggest upsets of the season to knock off the Kansas City Chiefs. They have beaten the Chiefs the last three matchups they've played them. They are absolutely uh, matched up well against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Chiefs don't have Tyreek Hill, who they had last year in this game. I'm concerned about Patrick Mahomes' injured ankle. He can't plant on that foot. And I'm concerned without the likes of Tyreek Hill. I like the balance of the Bengals. I think they're going to get the upset. They might even be favourites by the time this game starts. I'm backing the Bengals to go into Arrowhead, knock off the Chiefs, and make it to back-to-back Super Bowls. Wow. 49ers playing the Bengals, according That's... to Dan Menzel. Who are I'm, you going, Bonds? I'm going the Eagles and the Bengals. The Bengals as well? Yeah. Massive. So the Chiefs, who have been the number one seed all year, we're both picking them to lose to the Cincinnati Bengals this weekend. I think Mahomes is an issue. Yeah. This is the summer edition of Sports Day SA with Paul Bonzer and Dan Menzel. Tire Power, think safety this January. Get your five-minute tire safety check at your local Tire Power. From the North Adelaide Footy Club, it's the McGarry medalist, Aaron Young. Welcome to Sports Day SA. Uh, Hey, guys. Thanks for having me on. How's pre-season been for you so far, Youngie? Oh, I don't think they get easier, that's for sure. Nah, it's, uh, it's been good. I, I think we got some nice cool weather pre-Christmas, but it's starting to heat up now and, and you start to get into those footy drills uh, after Christmas, which is always good. Now, Youngie, there's a couple of new faces at the club this year. I just want to know your thoughts on the exciting recruits, Sam Mays and uh, Jesse White are a couple of the big names. Yeah, oh, it's great to, to welcome those boys down to the club. Obviously, Mays, he, uh, he's a North Adelaide junior and, and grew up in Port Pirie, so it's great to have him back. And he brings uh, a lot of experience from um, from the Port Adelaide Footy Club and Brisbane before that. So it's great to have him back. Uh, 
and taking taking a lot of the young kids under his wing and, and helping them through that. And same with Jesse, obviously has a wealth of experience and he's been out of the game for a little bit. So it's uh, nice for him to be able to freshen up and then come back in and, and again, really help some of those young kids. Across uh, those young kids, has there been one or two that's impressed you in the preseason? Yeah, oh, we've got plenty, plenty of young guys, and we had a lot that played a lot of league footy last year. Um, and guys like Dyson Hilda and, and Carl Finlay have come back in really good nick, and, and they're going really well on the track. That's good to hear. Now, Youngy, I want to take you back to last season, the 2022 finish for the Roosters, losing the grand final by a point. It must have been a really challenging day. I want to know the reflection on that, and how do you bounce back from that? Yeah, oh, I mean, it was it was a great game of footy in the end, and at the end of the day, we were we were one point short, two points short from from tapping it off and having a great year. So, um, yeah, I mean, the reflection you, you sit back and obviously you're disappointed, and, and we had a pretty young group, um, so it's been a great response to see everyone come back in really good condition um, and ready to go. Um, sometimes you can see blokes that are a little bit disappointed, but. Our group's been really strong in, in their pre-season and, and off-season as well, that they've come back in great nick, ready to go. I think, um, yeah, there's a few of them that have got a point to prove. Yeah, no doubt. It's exciting for Roosters fans. Now, the other one I want to ask is, after the, straight away after the loss, I saw Jacob Surgeon out there on the ground with the group addressing the whole group. What was the, the message from Serge uh, in the instant aftermath of the grand final? Uh, yeah, it was, it, was, it was a positive message, um, I think. He, he was just saying that he was really proud of the group. Uh, I guess at the start of the year, probably no one gave us a chance and and we had a really consistent year. And, and even on grand final day, we did all the things that we set out to do and sometimes the result just doesn't go your way. So, um, yeah, it was more a positive, positive thing and, and to bring us together and go, you know what, well, we'll go around next year and, and have another crack. So with Jacob Surgeon giving that message straight after the final siren, what do you consider his strength? Is it his positivity or does he bring something else? Yeah, obviously that's one of his many strengths, positivity. Uh, you've got to adapt as a coach and, and the younger generation really really thrives off that. Um, so that's one of, his, one of his strengths and he's obviously got a great footy brain um, but also gives us that flexibility to play with a little bit of freedom. Now, we're chatting with Aaron Young from the North Adelaide Footy Club Bonds, the McGarry medalist from last season. Youngie, you've played a fair bit of footy in the midfield, but just as much in the forward line at AFL and Sanford level. Whereabouts do you feel more comfortable playing? Uh, I think, yeah, I think anyone will say they feel more comfortable around the ball. So, um, I I guess when I was a kid, I was always a midfielder and um, you sort of get into certain teams where you do what's best for the team and play forward. So I think it was a really positive experience being around some some really good midfielders that forced me to, to play forward and learn how to play that position because um, it's always good to have another little trick up the sleeve if things aren't going right on ball. So um, I definitely prefer midfield, but yeah, if, if Serge needs me to go up forward, I'm happy to do that as well. So just on that midfield, you've, we've talked about Sam Mays coming in. Uh, I want to know how are you going to fit Sam Mays more yourself, Campbell Coombe, Will Coombe, Harrison Wig. How are you all going to fit inside the centre square? Oh, it'll be interesting, yeah. Well, some blokes are going to have to play well in the pre-season to get in the square there. Otherwise, they might have to go out to the wing. <laughs> yeah, I think Will Coombe's got his name stamped on that, but there'll be someone else, maybe Wiggy might get moved out and head out to the wing. But... Um, 
Outside of footy, youngie, what are you, what are you doing? What's your work life balance look like? Uh, it's really good. I, I work for Cookaburra Sports, so um, it, it always helps working in a sporting company. They understand the, the training aspects of, of playing sample footy, so um, that affords me a little bit of flexibility, and it's always nice going around and, and chatting footy and cricket to everyone. Um, makes the job pretty enjoyable. It sounds enjoyable. So that transition, which a lot of AFL players struggle with to go back to – I guess, everyday life and playing sample footy, by the sounds, you didn't find it too difficult to fall into something that you enjoy? Uh, yeah, there was, oh, there was a difficult, difficulty sort of getting into that position. I, I sort of came out of the game when COVID, COVID was happening, so employment opportunities probably weren't... Um, there wasn't that many of them at the time. Um, so, yeah, it took a bit of searching and, and getting resumes and all that sort of stuff in order and... and uh, working on the interview process to, to finally land one, and, and it was a great one to land. You had a fantastic year, without doubt, last year, but you also played 100 AFL games before you come back to North Adelaide. Where Do you have a couple of games that sort of stick in your mind as, as one, maybe a personal game that you thought you played really well or just a game that sticks in your mind through your AFL career? Um, I guess most guys would probably say their, their debut, so I, I was lucky enough to debut in a showdown and, um, that was a pretty intense environment, so that was always good. Um, but probably, yeah, probably one that sticks in my mind is playing uh, Collingwood at the G in the first first week of finals there. So I think there was maybe seventy odd thousand people there. So that was definitely the biggest crowd I've ever played in front of. Now, Youngie, this might be a tough one to answer. I'm certainly in this position, and I've spoke with a few other guys that don't necessarily give an answer. You play for Port, you play for Gold Coast. Who do you actually barrack for in the AFL now? Yeah, I, I probably followed Port a little bit more, but I guess um, I sort of just follow guys that I've crossed paths with over the journey that I still keep in touch with and sort of just watch to, to see if they're going really well. That's probably more more who I follow, the yeah. players that I've uh, grown close with over the journey. That's a politically correct and smart answer, <laughs> Youngie. Well done. Um, now, last couple before we let you go. You, you won the McGarry Medal last season. Um, what's your? Do you have any individual goals for this year? You had an incredible year last year. How do you back it up in 2023? Uh, individually, probably not many goals. Obviously, the, the main goal for everyone is to, to win that grand final. So that's the goal for me. And I guess on an individual note, I probably just want to help help some of our young mids coming through, um, get them up to speed. So uh, when when some of us do move on, they're ready to go and, and the Roosters stay strong for a long time. Well, one more question, just going back to your job at Kookaburra. Uh, are you a cricketer of note? Did you play cricket before you took up footy full-time? Uh, no, no, I'm not uh, not the most handy cricketer. <laughs> I, uh, my brothers both played and I used to just bowl in the nets to them because I... Uh, I couldn't hit the ball that well. So I can bowl, but that's about it. All right, Youngie, before we let you go, I've got some rapid-fire questions which we're firing at every player we have on here to finish. So I'm going to ask you five here. Who is the player for North Adelaide fans to watch out for in 2023? Uh, Harrison Wick. Great call. All right, outside of North Adelaide, who is the benchmark team in the competition this season? I think Norwood again. Outside of yourself, who will win the McGarry Medal in 2023? Riley Nine. Yes, uh, a player from another team that you enjoy watching. Uh, Matt Panos. 
Good. And last one for you, left of centre question here. What is your favourite sample ground to play at away from home? I'd probably have to say Alberton now. Yes. Wait, that's not where you – you didn't win by 126 points there, did you? That wasn't that game when they won 136 to 10. No, that was back at Prospect. That was Prospect. Luckily enough. Yeah. No, fair. Alberton makes sense having played at the power as well. And I, th- I reckon you don't mind watching Matt Panos except for that one little minute when he kicked the goal in the grand bonds. final. Sorry, mate. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Probably erase that one. From erase that one, yeah. Yeah, the rest, of, the rest of his stuff is good. Yeah. <laughs> mate, appreciate you coming on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. Have a fantastic season and hopefully we'll catch up across the season as well. Absolutely. Thanks for having me on, guys. Thanks, Youngie. Aaron Young from the North Adelaide Football Club, McGarry medalist and, uh, yeah, one kick away from being a premiership player with the Roosters. Yeah, and, and probably wasn't far off Jack Odie as well. Yes. Uh, winning the best on ground in Had the grand final. Had a great final. grand final. He did have a great grand final. Um, there was a number of players that put their hands up. So we got a really good insight into North Adelaide in 2023 from Aaron Young there. And so, Bonds, I'm just going to touch on – a few of the incoming players, which we, we asked him about, Sam Mays has, has returned to the club from the power. Jesse White, who was at Broadview last year, won the premiership in Dip 2 at Broadview, has come back uh, to North Adelaide. Uh, did play in the Glenelg premiership back in 2019. Yes, and and it was interesting that he he rung Jacob yes, Surge did tell us and this. said, yeah, yeah, he, he rang the coach and said, I think I can help you win a premiership. Yeah, absolutely did. So just on a couple of players that left the club, they were pretty pretty good and pretty lucky in terms of uh, retaining their list. It shows what Serge has done at that footy club and the culture they've built. They lost Billy Dowling to the Adelaide Crows in the draft and Isaac Keeler went to St Kilda. They also lost Jacob Bauer midway through last season in the mid-season draft to Richmond. Yes. Other than that, there's not too much. So they haven't really lost anything from their best 22 or best 23 that played in the grand final. So they're going to be thereabouts this year, North Adelaide, no doubt. What do you think their strengths are, Dan? Yeah, I think that I touched on it with uh, Youngy there. The midfield of North Adelaide is incredible. Now, listen to this as a starting lineup. Pick your, your three mids out of this. Harrison Wig, Aaron Young, Campbell Coombe, Will Coombe, Sam Mays with Mitch Harvey in the ruck. That is, uh, without a doubt, their strength of their team. I, th- I think you're right. You mentioned Wig going to maybe halfback or a wing. I think that's that's what happens in that lineup. What about their weakness? Yeah, look, it's a harder one to find uh, because they were arguably the best team last year, a point off. For mine, it's probably their defense. And the reason I say that is they did leak goals at times in games last year to opposition forwards and to opposition teams. Uh, it happened against Norwood in the grand final, three goals within seven minutes. So it's probably the one thing that Jacob Surgeon will look to fix up and, and ensure that doesn't happen and come in. They're going to get goals kicked against them, but just not in, uh, in big passages. Alex Spina plays a big role back there too. So if he gets injured or is out for any length of time, uh, that hurts them a lot. Yeah, it absolutely does. He's their leader back there and so he's really important for them. Cameron Craig is the other one who's yes. very underrated. Yes. Um, and so if I don't mention him, I think he'll be a bit flat. So he's <laughs> done a great job for a long time for them. What about their most valuable player? Now, this is tough. Uh, it could be the man we just spoke with, Aaron Young, um, or it could be Campbell Coombe. I'm going to go with Aaron Young, and that is because of his ability to play midfield and forward. Now, he can go forward if he's not getting near it or if they need him to kick a goal, and we saw that last year. Um, however, Campbell Coombe's ability to not just win the footy but tag players from the best from the best player from the opposition last year and nullify him, take him out of the game, that I'm probably going to go with the two, Coombe and Young. 
All right. Who from North Adelaide has to have a successful year for them to make the grand final once again? Yeah, look, I think uh, it's going to be their forward line, which was exceptional last year. In 2022, it was one of the surprising things of the competition, certainly for myself, was North Adelaide's got a gun midfield. They've got a pretty good back line, but you weren't sure who was necessarily going to stand up in the forward line. They worked so well together last year. They had multiple avenues to go, and with – uh, Keenan Ramsey acting as a linchpin of that. If they can perform to that level again with this midfield, they will be just fine because the ball is going to get in there. These guys are class players. They just need to be able to hit the scoreboard like they did in 2022 and they'll be fine in 2023. Where, Bonds, do you have North Adelaide finishing on the ladder this upcoming sample season? Uh, quite easy. They're a top four side for me. So somewhere in that one to four reason, region, I think, you know, they, they probably finish in the top two. They're a very, very good side and they've added Mays. And Jesse White, I think that just makes them stronger. I can't disagree with any of that, Bonds. I think they're a very good footy club and they're going to be tough to beat in 2023. Dan Menzel, Sandful rap of North Adelaide Footy Club. He's doing one every Tuesday night. Who you got uh, next week, mate? Yeah, well, I thought that we would go from the state captain last week into the McGarry medalist tonight into the Jack Odie medalist next week. Now, Harry Boyd, I'm waiting for you to message me back. Um <laughs> He, he has been good to me in the past, though. Yep. We have got Twig rulings on tomorrow night. Yes. Um, so I'm sure that Twig I'll tee that up. make sure that happens and you'll get it done, Bonds. But, uh, yeah, we, do, we go to the best players here. Yeah, there's no question. <laughs> you can stream every NFL game live this season with NFL Game Pass. Visit nflgamepass.com. And as you mentioned just then, Dan, uh, Jade Rawlings, Twig Rawlings will be with us tonight. You can't make it, but you'll be back Thursday and Friday. I will. Um, a big week coming up on the summer edition of Sports Day SA. You can also listen to the podcast of the show. If you missed any show or you missed any part of the show, just uh, go to where you get your podcast and search for Sports Day SA. Thanks for listening. It's been another big show. We'll see you tomorrow night. A pinnacle of engineering, Kia EV6 GT, the most powerful Kia ever crafted. Right across South Australia, this is Sports Day.